Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, we have an interview with Melissa Miller from the Dewey Beach Bar and Grill and her significant other, Chef Ross Klingman from the Vinoy. We'll start off with a new parody song written specifically for these times. And for this Cinco de Mayo episode, we have Abby with a chicken enchilada recipe. We We have have a a great great show, show, so so stick around. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build your own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by Build Your Own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm. But I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later, and I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day, and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday, and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. I am so hungry right now, I'm going to go to Noble Crust. What? You've never been? No way. Check this out. They do both food from the South and Italian, and they do an amazing job at both. They have some of the best fried chicken, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. The fried green tomatoes are not like anyone else's. They call it the FGBLT, but I think they should call it the OMG, because it has Tabasco honey pork belly and pimento cheese, and it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. Noble Crust also made six of St. Pete Foodie's best of list, Best Italian, Casual Dining, Best Pizza, Bloody Marys, Meatballs, and Best Salads. If Noble Crust is already one of your favorites, then I have good news. They're expanding their service hours. Starting on February 7th, they'll be open for lunch on Fridays. And they'll start opening on Mondays for dinner starting February 10th. 
As always, on Saturday and Sunday, there's an awesome brunch starting at 10.30, and the deviled eggs are one of my favorites. The St. Pete location is on 4th Street North and 83rd, and they also have locations in Carrollwood and Wesley Chapel. You can check hours and menus at noble-crust.com. Noble Crust is a must for your next lunch, brunch, or dinner. So we have another parody song for you this week. As I said in the intro, written specifically for these times. Last week we had St. Pete Foodiesville. Yes, and this week we have Big Ol' Economic Shutdown. And it is written to the, the music of for the song Jet Airliner. By Steve Miller Band. Yes. Where they sing Big Ol' Jet Airliner. We're going to sing Big Ol' Economic Shutdown. Shutdown. And a couple weeks ago, the first parody song we did was The 12 Days of Christmas, and that one... 12 way, Days of Quarantine. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> right, sang to 12 Days of Christmas. And that one was the one that just like popped into my head. I was waking up. I wasn't even fully awake yet. And the idea just popped into my head. And I said, oh, shoot, I got to break this down real fast before I lose it. And then I had other stuff I had to do. So Lori actually wrote that. This one happened somewhat similar. This time I was actually like cleaning up the kitchen and I was playing some music, just like a playlist. And Steve Miller, Jet Airliner came on and it starts off leaving home out on the road. I've been down before. And I immediately heard, stay in home, I'm alone, take out delivery and more in my head. And it went from there. Yes, just you wrote good lyrics, honey. Thank you. Here we are with Big Ol' Economic Shutdown. Stay in home, I'm alone, take out delivery and more. Down on some good hash browns. Wait, it's definitely not going down. I've got to keep on eating on. You know the cheese wheel keeps us spinning around. And my days of a consternation, you know that I can surely see that all the so called 
shitty Oh, big ol' economic shutdown I can't wait till you go away Oh, big ol' economic shutdown My hair is getting gray Oh, big ol' economic shutdown Don't keep me broke too long Big ol' economic shutdown My hair is getting long Yeah, 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 yeah Big ol' economic shutdown I can't wait till you go away Oh, big ol' economic shutdown My hair is getting gray Big ol' economic shutdown don't keep me broke too long Oh, big ol' economic shutdown My hair is getting long Yeah, 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 yeah Big ol' economic shutdown I can't wait till you go away Oh, big ol' economic shutdown Welcome back, finally, to our recipe creator, Abby Allen. Welcome. welcome. Hello. Welcome from afar. Oh, we've, yes. missed, we've missed you. We've missed you. Yes. Yes, likewise. This segment not sponsored by Skype. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually, we have a recipe for Cinco de Mayo, which is when this episode drops right on the 5th. And Cinco de Mayo, I think, is kind of, Similar to St. Patrick's Day. Right. Oh, yeah. I think it's more Absolutely. celebrated in America as an excuse to day drink during the week. 100%. Which no one needs an excuse right now, actually. Yeah. No. Not at all. <laughs> so, so you have a uh, chicken enchilada recipe or a healthy chicken enchilada recipe? Yeah, we'll call it healthy-ish chicken enchilada um, recipe. And what <clears throat> makes it healthy-ish or just a few, a few easy substitutions... And again, all ingredients can be found at Rolling Oats. So one-stop shop for that. But Mike and I, for about the past oh, year and a half, have been using these. I even have them right here to show you. I can see the, it, but nobody else can. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not even me. The, no, that's right. But they're the um, almond flour grain-free tortillas from Siete Foods. Siete makes some good stuff, I got to say. Yeah, you that's know, right. You have the hot sauce, I think, I right? do, yeah. You gave me that hot sauce, and it's really good, mm -hmm. and... You've had a few of their other products too in different recipes. Yes. I normally, you know, I'm I'm the old school guy, so I get skeptical when somebody says this is the healthy version of something mm -hmm. else. But you know what? I'm a believer with these guys. They really have good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm skeptical too, especially so the vegan cashew queso was the oh right. yeah, that was good. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, I mean, it's surprising. I mean, obviously, it's not exactly like, you know, straight up queso, like you get, you know, the good stuff from like Red Mesa. No, this is, it's vegan. And they, they did it really well. And I actually utilized it in the, um, in the enchilada recipe too. But yeah, you know, a lot of people try to avoid carbs and things like that. I mean, we do, we like to, you know, watch what we eat. And that's why these almond flour tortillas are really great. They, they, I mean, they don't like fall apart. And you know, you get a lot of like, you know, 
not, you know, almond flour, cassava flour, you know, different products. And eh, sometimes they kind of like half perform, but we love, we love Siete and they're a little pricier. I think this pack of eight was like nine or $10. (laughs) So it's a lot pricier. But Rowan Hotels, I'm in the freezer section. I think they have like three or four different kinds, but they are, they're a great alternative. But if you don't want to use them, or you prefer your other tor- tor- or you know tortillas any tortilla will work of course right um, right yeah so and then enchilada sauce some people make their own sauce i made my own sauce before but taking a shortcut for this recipe and this is an enchilada sauce a red enchilada sauce that Rolando has as well it's, it's a ready-made sauce or is it a mix? Yeah. No, it's a ready-made sauce. Cool. Um, here, I'm looking. Colorful red packaging. Yeah, colorful red packaging. I did take pictures of all this too. So with the recipe, I'll post it so you can, you know, see, have an idea what it looks like when you're shopping. But yeah, it's, again, it's non-GMO, gluten-free, vegan, easy to prepare, yada, yada. So. You know what? Um, I'm, I'm already motivated that right after after this show, we're going to go roll an oats and buy all this stuff and make it as yes. fast as possible because you're making me hungry. Yes. No. Yeah. And it's so easy. It's simple too. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, it's, so in the, in the filling, it's just the chicken, which I got from Rolling Oats too. They have, they've had a, a lot of chicken lately, which I'm happy to report for anyone who's searching for chicken. I know it's kind of been tough to find some yeah. places, but do they have toilet yeah. paper? No. That's <laughs> no. The only I checked last time no. I went to. I'm down to my last eight rolls. Oh my gosh. It's still so crazy to me that we're still trying to scramble for toilet paper. I it's know. Like a, a form of well, currency at this point. We're going to have to buy the, the cheap tortillas for that later. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Your emergency stash. Yeah, we keep, like, we have, like, one roll of, like, really, like, crappy toilet paper. I'm like, Michael, where did this come from? It's like, that's going to be our emergency roll when things get tough. Oh, my. Like, okay. Yeah, I could trade stories with you on that, but I'm going to spare our audience yeah. right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's awesome. Anyways, back to enchiladas. Yes. So, um Okay, so in the enchiladas, so we have chicken. We have a filling of chicken, which I roast on a pan with sweet potatoes, cubed sweet potatoes. Those go in the oven for like, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes, basically. Um, And then from there, you can chop your chicken, shred it. I prefer shredded. Mm -hmm. Um, And we season it with, I just use a, a mixture of like chili powder, paprika, garlic, onion powder, salt, pepper, nothing crazy there. Cause you already have a lot of flavors going on with the enchilada sauce. Um, and then also in there's the cashew queso, which kind of acts as your glue when you're rolling up the enchiladas. And I mentioned the sauce. And then also with this too, I do make a, a, a really easy um, salsa. So it just has tomatoes, corn, jalapeno, uh, onion, some lime juice. And then I'm a big proponent for use whatever herbs you have. Um, we u- usually use like cilantro. Um, for a salsa, but if we don't have, just kidding. yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, no, I know, but but the great thing is too with these other other herbs that work just as well as cilantro. Uh, love chives. Chives have nice flavor. Um, parsley would be great. Even something like basil, dill, whatever you have on hand. You don't have to use you know herbs at all if you don't want to. Um, and that's really it. Top with some avocado, and I mean it's 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 a pretty simple dish. I mean, yeah, there are you know I guess kind of a lot of moving parts, but. Pretty simple for the most part. I'm, I'm glad I put a cover over the mixing board for when I drool on it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. So, it does. It sounds delicious, Abby. And it if it so wasn't good. totally clear, since we mentioned that everything is available at Rollin' Oats, we would like to thank Rollin' Oats for sponsoring this episode and the recipe section on the website. So you can find this recipe on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Just navigate to uh, local food and then recipes. Yep. And any last bits of advice or wisdom, Abby? 
Last bits. Oh, okay. So we, believe it or not, I don't have like a great casserole dish that I love. Um, for this, I made these right in my cast iron skillet. Honestly, that thing, I mean, it's a one-stop shop. So if you don't have a casserole dish, you're, you know, don't feel like you have to use one, use whatever, you know, oven proof skillet you have, that'll work just fine. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, there's as simple as that. And, you know, maybe take a, a different route from your normal Cinco de Mayo tacos and dabble in some enchiladas. Sounds awesome. Yes. Thank you so much, Abby Allen. Thank you, Abby. Thank you. We will be right back with Melissa Miller and Ross Clayman. St. Pete is all about local, and this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary. Roland Oats Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Bert Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning, Roland Oats has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable price as possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. We go there for many items, but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' Oats has a cafe, Open Daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? Well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today. Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North. And in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North McDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollinoats.com. That's R-O-L-L-I-N oats.com. Please welcome Melissa Miller from the Dewey Beach Bar and Grill and her significant other, Chef Ross Klingman from Marshawn's Bar and Grill at the Vinoy. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? Yes, welcome. We're doing well. How are you? Good. It's good to see you on on Skype here. It's good to see you too. I don't get to see Uh, them. Only Kevin does. So we we normally, you know, start out with learning a little bit about you guys and, and, and we definitely need to do that. But I thought it might be fun to start off with Lori's stalker story. Okay. Sounds fun. Uh, wasn't it like you were going to try to do a carpool thing you were telling me about? No. That's somebody else? I would have loved to have carpooled with Melissa a long time ago, but I didn't find out that her daughter actually goes to the same school as my son until just... Who was it that you like followed in their car? Oh, that was a totally different thing. That was like five or six years ago. I right. did, Yeah, I did follow somebody one time because Noah's always gone to school in Tampa and he went to Trinity before he went to Robinson. And I, I was going across the bridge to Howard Franklin and this car kept going straight from his school. And I was like trying to follow these people to find him to see if oh, we could carpool. I know who they are. That's so funny. I thought that was you, Melissa. No, no. There was a post that I put on in the group, and I can't remember if it was. <laughs> what? But I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> what was that? I'd be curious, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd be curious, too. I'd do the same thing. Right. Well, and then, but so there was a post that I did on Facebook regarding something that happened at the school. I can't remember if it was the day there was the shooter or if there was something yes. something that happened. I'm pretty sure it was the day of the shooter. Right. It was like a 
lockdown and a, a yeah, there was right. a shooter at McDill, I believe. Yes, it wasn't at our at the school. Let's let's say say that, but yeah. it was right next to the school. So the school was on lockdown for a really long time. So anyway, Melissa comments below my post, and I find out that her daughter was the same school as my son in Tampa. And so that's what, where we first really started talking. Right. So you both do the, the St. Pete Tampa commute for school. Yes. Well, yes. When, prior to COVID-19. Yes. Well, yeah, now there's no more and he'll have a car next year. So thank God. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I thought it was Melissa that you were stalking. Only, only online she was stalking you. Thanks, honey. <laughs> so, hey, how, how did you guys, Melissa and Ross, how did, how did you meet and how long have you been together? We actually uh, met at the Vinoy about seven years ago. Seven or eight years ago, yeah. And um, <clears throat> she left to do other work, and we always just communicated kind of as friends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, we started going out to dinner together. You know, we would go Dutch, and then dinner started getting nicer, and then he <laughs> started paying, and, you know, it just kind of turned into this great relationship that we have. We've been together for about four and a half, almost five years. So you were both working there at the time? We were both working at the Vinoy. Um, he was, when I met you, you were down in Fred's, I think. It was Fred's. I, yep. I was in Marshawn's and yeah. That's funny because we loved Fred's. We used to go there as as much as we could. Now, was Fred still uh, operating prior to uh, COVID-19? No, it hasn't. <clears throat> really been operational for over a year right was pretty much now mostly backup banquet space high-end wine dinners um, just little things that we can do to make people's night seem extra special it's that dark little cozy environment that just feels like nostalgic 1970 yeah totally uh, yeah we loved it um i i actually first time i ever went there it was because my friend and i were wandering around the Vinoy, hanging out by the pool, trying to pick up guys. I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, we were, no, not really, I wasn't really. But Dean Liston, <laughs> Dean, came out of some side door and, and invited us to come to Fred's, even though we weren't Vinoy members at the time. He said, come tonight for dinner. And so I went with two of my other friends. So four of us went to dinner that night, and that's when we started going to Fred's. And we never did get a membership, but they always let us come. <laughs> That was wonderful. Right place, right time. And Dean is always good for that. I love Dean. We just adore him. And he's over yeah. at the Dewey with you now, yes? He sure is, yeah. he's uh, He runs our, our catering, our large parties, our weddings, all of our, our special uh, engagements and things like that. Dean is the, the party planner. He, cool. he does all of that, oh, all that organizing. Yeah, he's perfect for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Melissa, let's start with you. Are you originally sure. from here or elsewhere? I am born and raised in Florida, um, fifth generation Floridian, and I was born in Fort Lauderdale, grew up in uh, about an hour and a half south of here in uh, Arcadia and Port Charlotte, and I've been in the Tampa Bay area now since 1998, um, St. Pete for probably the past 10 years. I love St. Pete. It's my home. It's a great place to be. Yeah, I always say, you know, I grew up in Clearwater, and then I lived in North Tampa, South Tampa, and St. Pete now for the past, like you, about 10 years now, and would never live in any other part of Tampa Bay. I always say that now. Never. Me neither. <laughs> and what's your uh, background uh, in history in the service industry? Um, so I have been in the service industry literally my my whole, you know, eight, 17, 18 year 
up to now adult life, um, started as a hostess at the Olive Garden when I was in high school. And then I was a terrible server at Chili's. <laughs> and then I just, you know, kind of blossomed into this thing. Um, my mother was in the restaurant business my whole life. She was a restaurant manager, um, a server when I was much younger. And so it's just kind of in my blood, you know, I've been doing mm-hmm. it now forever. And That's right now, right now your role it. at, uh, the Dewey, uh, Dewey Beach Bar and Grill and Paso Grill is a manager, yes? Yes, I am the restaurant manager of the Dewey Beach Bar and Grill um, under Dave. You're dropping out a little bit there. Yeah, the the whole property, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, of of the Dewey Beach Bar and Grill and the Beach Club. Cool. Got me? Yes. Cool. And Ross, are you originally from here as well? I actually am originally from St. Pete. Um, I hear you don't get that very often, but I really am. It's, I, I mean, I love the city. I've traveled a lot, but I've never actually lived anywhere else. And I honestly, as of right now, I wouldn't want any other way. I mean, I could, sometimes I bite my words around <laughs> July. To other than that, yeah, I love it. And you, so I th- you've been at the Vinoy for a while now. Yeah, actually, I originally started my culinary career at the Vinoy. At I was in 2006. So I just applied as a cook. I was going to college, and I was like, "Hey, I want to make some money," and I just got into it. And I actually I loved it so much that it just became my career. I it was I started at Alfresco's, which is a very casual restaurant, and the fast pace of it was. It was just for a young kid. It was just so inviting. It just kept me going, gave me like a really strong purpose. I felt like, and after a few years of that, or no, less than that, about less than a year, I'd always, the kitchens there are so massive. They're all intertwined. And I'd have to go down to Marshawn's and get supplies, pots and pans, maybe borrow some food items, try to talk to the chef, negotiate some stuff. And the action down there just seems so much different. Just everyone just concentrating, really beautiful plates. And it was just, I, being a young kid, I didn't really have, everyone was graduating from uh, culinary institutes and uh, just interns are different. And I was just a local kid who wanted a chance. And the executive chef uh, just saw my energy and passion and just, he gave me the chance. And after about, Two years of that, I became the supervisor at Marshawn's, and after a few years of that, I um, I realized that Marriott is um, it's a very big company, and there's a lot of great opportunities, and so I look was looking around Florida for uh, managerial positions within, and luckily in Sarasota, the Ritz Carlton had a position, and I applied. I got good references, and um, yeah, actually, my first chef, official chef position manager with the company was at Ritz Carlton. So yeah, I was proud of that. I worked there for about a year and a half. Lots of learning experience. Worked with the great French chef uh, Jan Chupin, and um, <clears throat> he was very, very intense. Very good guy. And even the executive sous chef there. Uh, Caleb, he was awesome. Great influence on me. I picked up so much knowledge. The banquet chef there, Saravon, he was so calm, cool, and just managed to 
pull all these strings, make 1,200 banquets happen while an 800 wine. It just, it's just a great, great thing to be involved with. And yeah, just. And then you eventually made it back to St. Pete. Yeah. Yeah. They actually um, opened up a better chef position at the Vinoy and I applied, did another set of interviews with executives and the whole stressful situation. And I made it through and yeah, I'm still here and love it. Was that position at Fred's? No, that position was at Marchand's. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you and know what? Your Ross, your background reminds me a little bit of Tyson, Tyson Grant. Tyson Grant. Yeah, I was going to say from that. Park Shore Grill. Mm-hmm. We had him on oh months ago, but he was talking about how you know, and no offense to. This is not to anybody particular, but he was saying, you know, these kids coming out of culinary school and there's all the stuff that they don't know how to do that they didn't learn in school. But he started when he was very young and he learned on the job all the practical experience. And I also saw somewhere online that you were also at some point trained as a butcher, correct? Yeah, not like very technically, but my first one of my first jobs as a 17, 18 year old was at the Snail Owl Market downtown or right on, uh, it does, it's not there anymore, but yeah, the old Snail Owl Market, Mickey's Snail Owl Market. And um, Wendy, yeah, we'd cut steak, ground beef. We did, um, it was actually my very first college experiences were there because we did uh, little to go dinners. And that was actually my very first experience. And, production so that was fun but yeah wendy taught me how to break down ribeye strips uh clean tenderloins we didn't actually get sides of beef but just just basic it was a good intro to hotels because hotels are similar they don't we don't get sides of cows for quick production you know you get slabs of beef you can break them down cool so that's almost exactly what Tyson said, too. He was working at a little market, and he learned how to break everything down. Yeah. And he said, you know, a lot of these kids that come out of culinary school now do not know how to do that. Yeah, a lot of times the food suppliers will just, I mean, they'll be buying just yeah. like their stuff's already broken down, cuts and everything, and not everybody knows how to break down an animal. And it's, I, I think we were, when we were talking to Tyson, I was saying, yeah, it's like if you go on to, uh, is it Top Chef? They're like, here's a cow, make something out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's good at that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, there was, uh, I think on, I think it was on Chop, Top Chef also where um, Gordon Ramsay broke down That's an entire ma- Master Chef as Gordon oh, Ramsay. Master Chef, sorry, Gordon Ramsay, Master Chef uh, broke down a chicken blindfolded. Can you do that? <laughs> I have not attempted that, but I, I think you can do it. Yeah, but uh, just you know, I'll buy the band aids just in case. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we will be right back. We'll get into some more food and restaurant talk. We will be right back with Melissa Miller and Ross Klingman. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. 
And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. I love soup, and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete, so much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now, Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with house-crafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya, too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious, as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Buya. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami, and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? Booyah Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Booyah? We are back! We are back! We are back with Melissa Miller from the Dewey Beach Bar and Grill and Chef Ross Klingman who has been with Marshawn's Bar and Grill at the Vinoy for a very long time, but we just found out on the break that you are now at the golf course for the golf club where they have private dining, which is probably even like fancier and obviously more exclusive. Does it have a name? Is it just the Vinoy Club? Yeah, Vinoy Club Grill. That's what it's mostly, yeah. And uh, down by the, the to-go food for the golfers, they call that Clark's Bar. Yeah. It's- so I wanted to just mention a few uh, accolades uh, here. We'll start with... Ross. So Marshawn's got a 2019 Golden Spoon Award. Uh, also, you are on our site in some of the for best brunch spots. Uh, and also you won top local chef in 2015 and 2017. Congratulations. Oh, and you and you were a judge, I think, in 2016, oh. right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, those are good times. Um, Esther throws a, a beautiful little party. I was just really glad to be part of it. Going to the golf course casino. That's just a cool local iconic spot. It was really fun. And then the last year we did it, it was on that. I forgot the name, but it was a boat. We were sailing around the bay. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was picturesque. Very fun. Yeah, it was really cool. In the it. last two years, they've had it. At, I've been, I've been the guest, one of the judges the last two years, and they've had it at the Manhattan Casino over at Callaloo. Or Callaloo so yeah, it. it's a fun event. Oh. Cool. I'm sure it's pretty over there. And then uh, the Dewey is yeah. on yeah. on our site on stpetersburgfoodies.com. We had a review in January. You guys also made the top 10 fish tacos list that came out last December. And yeah. you're also yes. on the 10 best places for oysters that came out last November. Awesome. And, awesome. W- and it was kind of cool. Uh, you know, we were doing the fish tacos right up and I took a, a weekend, a sat. I took a, did we do Saturday and Sunday? Anyway, we took a Saturday and went out to the beach and hit like, I don't know, six or seven places. It's crazy. Kevin ate all those tacos, <laughs> not me. It's a lot of tacos. <laughs> it was a lot of tacos. But like, long story short, for some reason, the Dewey, we kept like missing. Like we went one time and there was a, 
it was closed for a private, private event. event right. And then I went another time at lunchtime, but the tacos were only on dinner. So then I called, <laughs> like, and I said, "Look, I'm working on this list." Da da da. So uh, we got to meet Chef Tony Bruno, and he made the tacos for me at lunchtime. Yeah, so it was very nice of them. <laughs> and that's that's oh. not why they made the list. They made the list because they were worthy of. <laughs> We got some pretty good time. And now that oysters list was for the raw oysters, but I do definitely want to mention the the other. Uh, is it harissa butter? So yeah, the harissa oh my gosh, oysters. those are so good. We we got those the last time we were there mm-hmm. too. Right, and and yeah, cur- currently the Dewey is doing uh, takeout, right? Takeaway. Yeah, we are open Wednesday through Sunday. We open at three o'clock for takeaway, and then Sunday we do uh, ten to ten to three. We do brunch. Great. Well, now, I'll take is that a static menu or it, e- it changes and evolves? It has been evolving over the course of the whole Corona madness. Uh, it's it's evolved from one menu, then we pared it down a little bit. Now we have some family meals that we're offering, um, some take home and cook options. We also do Sunday supper the last Sunday of every month. We have a, a Mother's Day brunch and dinner special that's out right now. Um, Marianne really tries to hit hard on the the you know the features, you know, something different, something new, something to look forward to, something exciting. Yeah, I'll make sure I get that posted today. Yeah, so just to watch your Facebook page, I guess, to see what's yeah. what's current. And then, uh, Ross, what's going on with the operation over at the Vinoy? Uh, the Vinoy right now, I've been a little out of the loop for a few weeks, but I talked to the manager a few weeks ago. She said that there's about five guests at the hotel. Wow. It's been hovering around that number for a while. Yeah, it's wow. very very. Not a very good operation right now. The only culinary is actually at the golf club because the golf club is still open. It's deemed essential. So <laughs> the golfers are out there. It's very busy. It's unbelievably busy for golfing. But the culinary operation is um, it's closed on Monday and Tuesday. And then Wednesday through Sunday, um, 11 o'clock till 8 o'clock. Uh, members and hotel guests oh yeah it's it's a it's just a private operation it's mostly just so the golfers when they're out they can get a little snack to grab and go and then the busiest time of the night is around six to eight o'clock because a lot of the locals they're just it's unbelievable how consistent a lot of these people are it's a beautiful thing they come and support us but while it is closed they're just they're so used to coming three, four times a week that, yeah, we just, that's a busier time for us. It's six to eight o'clock. Just they come and get their to-go things. They see their waiter that they're used to dealing with, a little familiarity during these hard times. But other than that, it's a lot of just golfers just getting a little snacks to get them through the warm, warm, sunny days. I'm out sure there. they're still serving alcoholic beverages as well. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's mandatory with golf. It's mandatory, uh, yeah. Well, at least, at least there's that, that amount that you guys can do over there. So, different subject. Where do you guys live? Because when we were starting off the call, Melissa said, we'll be right with you. Ross is feeding the goats. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 
We actually live uh, near the Tyrone area. We wouldn't uh, suspect some goats, but they're actually the only type of goat or livestock that's um, legally you're able to have in St. Pete. They're Nigerian dwarfs. They only get about 60 pounds each. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're just they're just adorable little things. They just they love attention. Yeah, they are so happy once you feed them. They hop around. <laughs> and goats are just the start of it. We also have uh, four chickens, four chickens, a duck, uh, a couple of rabbits. So yeah, it's uh, there's just a beautiful community of happy animals out there. Yeah, cool. This gives us something to cool. look forward to. Every so you must day. have a decent sized yard. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, we have a good size yard. We just, you know, it, it sounds like a lot more than it is when you get them out there and get them, you know, the chickens have their corner, the goats have their space, the ducks have a pond, the rabbits, you know, like to burrow underneath their, in their little, you know, area. So they all just kind of harmonize a, in the backyard and just, So basically you, know, you have a zoo. Enjoy it's a little, little mini zoo. A little yeah. mini zoo. <laughs> oh, little mini zoo, little mini zoo, Yeah. And do you do the chickens produce eggs and the goats milk or strictly pet? Um, the chickens produce eggs, um, but the goats are strictly pets. Um, it's not legal to breed them, and you have to breed them to get milk. And they're also brothers and sisters, so we're not really <laughs> interested in breeding them anyway. They actually have a, you know, appointments later on this afternoon with the vet to uh, discuss. Because they're babies still, oh, okay. so we Aww, have to get them fixed. But they're so cute. So where, where do you get them? Well, like, what if I wanted to get a goat? You where should I go? You have a goat in a condo? <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, actually, I found them. I'm part of a, a goat group on Facebook. Um, kind of like you guys have your foodies <laughs> group. We uh, animal groups out there, too. So I found them. Um, I, I found them from some people in Plant City that were looking to rehome them, and uh, you know they just kind of spoke to me, and I had the day off, and I'm a little impulsive, and uh, <laughs> they came home. With them. So how long have you had them now, and what are their names? <laughs> ten weeks. Ten weeks. Yeah, they're about ten weeks old. We've had them since they were about four days. Oh old. wow. They're bottle babies. Yep. We feed them. That's why Ross was feeding them. He had to bottle feed them. We're weaning them off. So they get mostly water, but a little bit of milk still. And um, their names are Ophelia and Gerard. Cool. That is so cute. I want to see pictures. You have to send me some. Sure. Absolutely. What is the Facebook group? How do I find that? What is it called? Uh, 1418 oh, not, Melrose. Not oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different one. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> It, it's like Florida, Florida. I, I just searched Florida and goats and uh, I forget what it's, what it's called right off the top so of my head. Are there any rules or um, qualifications but, <laughs> or can, can anyone join it? You can join. Yeah. It's, it, they don't, you can't sell, but yeah, you can join. Okay. Right. So no, no trying to sell, buy or sell goats on there. You know, people usually post about being on a goat because they can't right. sell. But if, so you DM to get. But like if you're and interested like and yeah. you know you're thinking about maybe you want to get a goat, you could go on there and yeah. see, yeah, get, sure. get some information, sure. see what it's like, and maybe then make a better decision if it's for you or not. We're gonna call this the goat episode. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 yeah, they. It's definitely not for everyone. But yes, you can definitely get lots of information on the goat sites. I, actually, I I think if you're interested in any sort of hobby, you should try to find a site for it. You know, research it. A Facebook totally. group. They have groups for everything. I know, totally. I know. There's so many. Yeah. 
Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to uh, chat with us. Well, wait, we're not done oh, yet. We you had something? Go. No, they want to mention. So um, Ross has been furloughed for the last few weeks, and um, they've been doing just a little bit of stuff out of their home for family and friends. Yeah, it's yeah. just for family and friends. And for fun, right? And for fun. <laughs> yeah. For something to yeah. do. So we are, we love entertaining. Before all of this, for the past five years, we have been entertaining in our backyard for our family and friends for years. Every year we throw an annual fall cocktail soiree. Um, it's usually about five courses plated um, with wine and cocktail pairings, um, you know, real, real plates, real silverware. We dress up the whole backyard. And so we figured, well, we can't invite our friends and family over for a party, which is what we would do ordinarily. So we started our group, 1418 Melrose, um, just to kind of keep connected with our friends and family who love Ross's food. And, you know, we deliver, they do take out. It's not official because, you know, right, right. it can't be right, official, right. but it's, it's fun. It's something to do. It keeps him engaged. It keeps him working, doing something and producing, you know, what he loves to do. And I know a lot of our friends and family that get takeout a lot. And I just know the quality of food that goes into the takeout, the ingredients and such. And I just, I just go out of my way to source organic when I can, fresh produce. I just, I just want to give our friends and family a little bit of healthier option because I myself, mm -hmm. I try to, eat as much fruits and vegetables as I can a day and prepare my meats with healthier oils. We use a lot of avocado oil. We try not to use GMOs, anything like that. So just, just ingredients, just give people's omega-3 balance better, get more greens and fruits yeah. in their bodies. So we just, we're aiming to just have menus that are designed to just give people food that you can't just order quality from, food. Yeah, quality food you can't just order from Not, Chipotle right. or. I was just right, and we thank you so much because we got to sample your wonderful food last, yeah, that, last Monday. The Coca Vin was, was spectacular. Was so good, I ate it. Ate two meals out of mine. <laughs> thank you. We're glad yeah. you could enjoy. Thank you guys yeah. so much. Yes, yes. So. of course. Melissa Miller and Chef Ross Kleeman. Thanks again. Yes, thank you. We will be right back. This is David Benstock and Ronald Randall from Il Ritorno, Ritorno. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the St. Pete Foods. Sorry. Start that one over again. Huh? New on stpetersburgfoodies.com is the recipe we talked about earlier in the show, perfect for Cinco de Mayo. We have the healthy-ish chicken enchiladas, and there are also a ton of other recipes you need to check out on stpetersburgfoodies.com. And we have a couple of important new pieces of content on the site to help keep you up to date during this 2020 pandemic chapter of our lives. A couple of weeks ago, we published a list of all the places you can get a birthday cake. And of course, also for any other special occasions, we have Mother's Day coming up if anybody gets cake for that. And I just forgot to mention that one back when it came out. And now here's the big one. We're working on a list of all the places that are open for dining now that they can do so at 25% capacity. It's a gargantuan task, and we're still working on it as this episode drops, but it will be out soon. So check stpetersburgfoodies.com or just Google Restaurants Open St. Pete, May 2020. I guarantee you'll find it. Next week on the show, we have Ken Smith from Park Shore Grill. 
And if you would like to email us, you can send it to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. And that's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. And thanks to our sponsors. Rollin' Oats. Noble Crust. Pacific Counter. Booyah Ramen. And, and Engine, Engine Number no. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. You're so wise, but like a miniature Buddha covered in hair. Come again? You know I don't speak Spanish. In English, please. Huh? You pooped in the refrigerator? And you ate a whole wheel of cheese? How'd you do that? It's actually, I'm not even mad. That's amazing.